This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Authentic Vulnerability. So it's no secret if you've been a listener, a follower, an occasional browser of my podcast, that I have a unique past. And I say unique in the fact of not that it's specifically individual, that I'm the only person that has my past, but I have a series of things that have went on in my life that I'm not necessarily proud of. Let me rephrase that. I'm just not proud of them at all. And in those things I'm not proud of, one of the most uh, monumental ones was my inability in my 20s and early 30s to remain faithful in a relationship. And I say inability because I truly wasn't able. And it wasn't able from the standpoint of that I didn't care about the women that I was with. I was unable to maintain healthy relationships based off of not putting value on myself and not putting value on the people I was with. And again, this all transpires from 20 until 30. I'm now 34 years of age as I record this episode. And so in this, I've shared very openly the series of one girl after another, and most of that coming from my inability to sit down with a woman when I knew that there wasn't a long-term relationship there and look her in the eye and do the right thing and say, look, I'm, I'm, this just isn't going to work out. I wasn't physically able. There was a weakness inside of me. It, I was a chicken shit. I mean, just what it, what it was, what it had been. I can't say it's what it is now, but it, it's definitely what I was. And so literally from first serious girlfriend all the way up until Lindsay, I did things that I'm not proud of as I think many of us have. Difference being, I put this out in public and expose a certain level of vulnerability to myself. Do this with an open heart and open mind of, that I feel that there's, there's a calling that's actually having me share this message. Don't know what it is. I know that eventually it's going to turn into something that is more impactful than just this podcast, but it's something that's calling at me. It's something that I know I need to do. And so you have that that is a piece of my life that I'm not proud of. We can also then look at the fact of I used anabolic steroids fairly consistently from the age of, I believe my first testosterone shot was uh, somewhere around 19 years of age up until really as recently as last October, September, October, um, when it was fairly consistently using, you know, various analogs of testosterone up until I realized it didn't serve me anymore. And these are things I would justify away, and it was to mask an insecurity that I had inside myself that I wasn't going to be enough. And I was using this body, the external image of my body, as a defense mechanism so that I felt that people couldn't attack what was on the inside. I wasn't secure in my own skin. And so I would use, you know, this have to be the biggest guy in the room or this fake story of needing to be a professional bodybuilder or something that added value to who I was or who I am versus the way I look at the world now. And obviously right now I can admittedly care less. I want to be in good shape. I want to feel good when I have my clothes off. I want to make sure I'm always attractive to Lindsay, my wife. That feels great to say, by the way. I've been married now a full week as I'm shooting this episode. And it just feels phenomenal to say my wife. But in saying that, as long as I'm healthy and I feel good with my clothes off and Lindsay finds me attractive, that's where my body should be. There's no, no longer this need for external adulation or protection. And some of that's the fact of I've now dispelled all these things that used to confine me. 
You know, I'm, I'm not abusing anabolics anymore. Fully admit, I still take a very small amount of testosterone to keep my natural, natural sex drive running the way it should, but I'm slowly weaning myself off that as well as my natural drive comes back. So I'm looking forward in the next four to five months having that even go away and just being able to be who I am. And so these two things are, you know, the most monumental things, but there's more things to this vulnerability path that I'm on that I think have merit and value. You know, I've shared before that I have bought Instagram followers. As funny as that may sound, there was a time when I was selling custom clothing that I thought that was the easiest way to make it seem like I had a bigger following than I actually did. And to allow it to be that if I had a bigger following, people would think I was more successful so then more people would buy clothing from me. It wasn't necessarily a thing that I was buying these followers to make myself feel better about the number of quote unquote social media friends I had. It was a means to an end for business, but nonetheless, they were acquired. Not know if it was 3,000, 4,000 or 5,000, but there were a certain number of followers, if you look at my Instagram page right now, that I've bought. I have no idea how to get them to go away, nor do I really care, admittedly. It was part of my life, it was something that I did, but it definitely isn't something that defines me. It was just a part of life in a time period of life that I thought that was important. I thought that shortcut mattered. It doesn't. My worth certainly not based off the number of followers or quote unquote friends I have on social media. It just was a means to an end. And so I bought followers. But we'll take that a step further. When we were like social media, there was a point in time where I was using or had used a, a service called Influx Social. And what Influx Social did was it basically went out and it would follow other people's accounts and then unfollow and like photos and, and things like that. And I was using that to gain followers. I don't think there's too much wrong with that. It's using the mathematics behind the scenes of Instagram to our benefit. But in that, I had selected accounts to mimic their following that were probably unsavory accounts. You know, I looked at the fact of if there was an attractive woman or, you know, someone that, that was, you know, their, their cleavage was out, things like that, that their followers would inherently be men. And those men were the people that I needed to interact with if I was going to grow my custom clothing business. So in that, this program likes and unlikes, follows and unfollows a plethora of different women's accounts. That's also not saying that me being a man, fully being attracted to women, that I also at that time in life wasn't liking and following different women's accounts, because I certainly was. And not that that was, now I view it as that's disrespectful to Lindsay, but at the time that I was doing it, it just didn't feel like anything. Of course, now as I look at it, I have 6,000 some odd people that I follow on Instagram, and I'm certainly not going to spend the time and countless hours to go through and unfollow the people that don't matter in my life. Just as they come up in my feed, I, of course, unfollow them. Pretty natural. Again, things I'm not proud of, but things that actually happened. You know, these are real life instances, real life occasions that went into making me who I am today because I fully realize that at this moment in time, I'm a combination and a culmination of everything that's happened literally up to this moment. That I couldn't be the person I am today if all these things didn't happen or I didn't make the decisions I made up until today. Same thing with you right now. Whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through is a combination of everything up to this point. These things that you've went through don't define you just as these things don't define me. But they're things that go into how my mind works today. So I'm sharing some of these things because I want to paint this picture that we're going to eventually get into here. 
So not only again, was I in the past, someone that was unable to be faithful, not only was I in the past, someone that used consistent, large amounts of anabolic steroids, not only was I in the past, someone that was stuck on social media, worried about the number of followers I had, and then also following women that I had no business following in the past. But there were times in my past life, during the unfaithful times, during the things that I'm not proud of, where I would use any means necessary to gain attention or interaction from another woman. And these are things that, to me, have no bearing and no weight right now, but they, they were part of my life. And so as I take stock of where I'm at now versus the man that I was, I don't even recognize who I used to be. If I look back, you know, four years ago now, three and a half years ago, was the last time that I was unfaithful in any capacity. And that might not sound that long ago to you guys, but for me, it feels like a lifetime. Because not only is there, I'm a completely different man at 34 than I was at 30 years old, but I've got four years of life experience. I've got four years, three and a half years of following the right path. Coupled with the fact of having new information, new expansion, new ways of operating, that old me is dead. The me of six months ago is dead. And maybe the me of a month ago is dead. No different than yourself. So if you want the old person to die, it's a conscious decision. And then it's actionable steps every day to put yourself in power, to remove the power of that old, less than savory individual. You have that choice. And so in that, an event has happened that has caused me to shoot this episode. Literally, it is, as I'm looking at the clock, 11.45 on a Friday night in Venice Beach, California. And I share all this because it's the most incredible thing in the world when you open up this authentic vulnerability to the world, how it can be used against you. And the way my mind works now, I don't even take that into consideration. I share these stories with you, the listeners, because it, number one, it purifies my soul. It makes me feel better. That's the true reason why I'm doing this. The second is the fact that I now realize that some of you listening gain actual value from this because your lives are not dissimilar from mine. I always thought that I was alone. I always thought that no one else was going through these struggles, but I realize now that's not true. There's literally somewhere between five and 15 people a day that message me saying, thank you, I got X from this episode. It means the world to me, keep it up. So not only would I be keeping up for myself, but now there's extra fuel to this fire. Now there's people that are gaining information or gaining power, gaining knowledge from my words. It's the most humbling and honoring experience that I can possibly come up with. See, because for me, for those that know me, for those that have taken the time to get to know me, I feel like my calling, the thing that gives me the most passion in the world is helping people. The thing that fuels me, my purpose is to help people. Might sound holier than thou to some of you. It might sound crazy to some of you. It might sound perfectly aligned with others of you. It doesn't really matter how it sounds like to you because that's the message that's inside my soul. So in that message, I get direct messages from both men and women thanking me for my quality of content. Again, I also get some people that aren't so happy with my quality of content, but that's life. It's, it's a polarizing effect. So in this, I get a message not that long ago from... A woman just basically thanking me, sharing the fact of she's gained value from this and where can she find more content. So I, of course, share YouTube. You know, very easy. 
not big on necessarily um, on the, the iTunes platform, so YouTube's a place to go. And that eventually turns into the opportunity to offer some coaching. Now, admittedly, the coaching path is something I've given immense consideration to for quite some time. And it's a thing where I, I struggle to determine if I'm qualified or not to quote-unquote coach someone. And I say that not from a, an area that I think you need to go get certified. I can only train or help someone that has the same issues that I have had because I can share with them how I got over them. I can't train you on how to take a $10 million business to a $100 million business because I haven't done that before. But I can help and coach you on how to change your body, how to change your, your, your mental mindset on, on how you feel as a person, how, how to stop cheating, how to be a better partner, how to be more engaged with your family. I can train on all those things because these are shifts that have happened consistently over the past three and a half or four years of my life. So it's very easy for me to literally say, this is what I did, you can do it too. And it's not quite so easy, it's not so black and white, but there's a path that got me from where I was then to where I am now. And that path can be trained and that path can be taught. But in that, I've always known that the value proposition that I could add through a coaching type of platform would have to be monumental, so much so that I couldn't take on hundreds of clients, it would have to be a very small number of clients. And so through conversation, this, this woman's, you know, what about coaching? What about this, that, the other? Well, so I discuss it with Lindsay, my wife, which still feels great to say, and just come up with some different ideas, some different opportunities. I'm, I'm very open with her about what goes on. Every time that I get a message from one of you guys that enjoys the show, I share it with her because it's still incredibly humbling to me. Like I, I can't express the feeling that I go through when I see these messages. And it's only really been 30, 45 days that we push the podcast very hard. But in that, I went from 400 listeners an episode to seven or 8,000 listeners an episode. And so the, the messages are picking up in frequency, and it's just the coolest feeling ever. So I've shared with her that I have an opportunity to maybe start coaching. And admittedly, it makes me excited because this is now the ultimate way to add value to someone's life. If I can impact someone's life that is not happy with some part of their either spirituality or their body or their business or their relationship, that's like the biggest win in the world for me. That makes me feel whole and complete. I, I get more value from that change than I do from the dollar. But I understand there has to be a dollar for service exchange or you're pretty tough to have somebody buy in. So through this, these exchanges of messages, share it all with Lindsay. We come up with a pricing strategy that might work. And I'm like, you know what? I'll present it. But again, Lindsay and I have been on our honeymoon and it hasn't been on the forefront of my mind. It's something that just happened passively. So as I continue down the path, eventually the whole conversation goes awry. Which ends up being a blessing in disguise because I now realize that from where I sit as what powers me as a man, I'm only really able to share that with another man. Not because women don't have value to, not because women can't gain value from my words, but because the one-on-one interaction, I can only really describe what I've went through and my mindset as a man because that's what I am. So things spin sideways and eventually this, this woman starts getting a little aggressive with the fact of, I say, look, I'm, this just probably isn't a good fit. And I'm paraphrasing all the story because it's not ultra relevant. Just the fact that in the exposing of my vulnerabilities, they can now be used against me. And certainly, I knew that going into this. Lindsay knew that going into this. But you think as you share your own vulnerabilities, 
the fact of it, it's so intimidating to start with. Because people are going to judge you. And people are going to use that against you to leverage what they want for themselves. Because not everybody has great intentions. And certainly not everybody has bad intentions. But everybody has intentions. And so as this conversation with this woman winds itself down and comes to an end, it becomes a little indignant. It becomes aggressive because I say, look, this is, I only take on 10 clients and I, I just don't think this is going to work. And she starts throwing some things back at me where she feels like she knows me based off of information that she's gathered from either people that she knows or listen to my podcast. But admittedly, there's no fucking way in the world that this woman actually knows me. I've communicated with her for less than 36 hours, and every bit of communication has been 100% around how I can impact her life, having nothing to do with my life or what, what I'm about. And so here we sit. Looking back, I have these series of things that I've done over my life that I am not proud of. But there's no part of those things that define who I am in this moment. They taught me lessons, which those lessons now can be applied in daily practices to make sure I never go back down those paths. You see, I would never disrespect Lindsay in a way that would put me in a vulnerable position. I would never say anything to a woman that would be misconstrued. And certainly if so, it would be twisted and convoluted in such a way that there'd be no part of me that meant it to be interpreted that way. And so it's unique. You know, you need to sit back and see how being authentic, being vulnerable can expose you and have it be used against you when the whole reason to start with was to eliminate the power that someone could have over me by sharing things that I did that weren't positive. Again, as I shared to start this episode, this podcast was originally designed as a method of accountability to make sure I shared whatever my message was after I got done meditating. And after that started to get rolling downhill, I realized the fact that I needed to cleanse my soul of all the things I did that were wrong and bad and immoral because it gave me more power. It made me feel better. And not power in the beating my chest alpha male style, but power in the way that I just felt good about myself again. Because I spent 15 or 20 years of my life not feeling good about myself. Having body images, having body image issues, having self-confidence issues having issues with never being enough, never being good enough. I've shared these things before. These are things that were ingrained in my soul that it's only been in the past really month that I've truly started to eliminate those determining factors in my life. So through these eliminations, that's what it feels like it makes me qualified to share that message with someone else. Because I can literally take you down the path of exactly what I did at what point in my life to get me to where I'm at today. And so maybe coaching is for me or isn't for me. Let me say that another way. Coaching is for me. I will be a coach. I will make an impact on men's lives because I choose to. Even if it's just through this podcast, I know there's a benefit that I'm adding to the world that's a legacy benefit. These podcasts, these messages, the book I'm writing, the things that I'm doing will be around for years after I'm gone. And that's what this is all about to me. It's not about the fact that at one point I did things I'm not proud of. I think if any of us are honest with ourselves, we've done a series of things in our life that we're not proud of. Some of us have done them as recently as yesterday, but that doesn't mean that you're damned to be that person forever. If that was the case, I wouldn't have a 
fraction of what I have today. I wouldn't have a beautiful wife that supports me and loves me and knows that our relationship is impenetrable. I wouldn't have an amazing daughter, albeit stepdaughter or bonus daughter, whatever you want to say. Gianna feels like my daughter. I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have the ability to hop on this microphone and have a podcast where you listen to it. If I used what went wrong in my life to determine who I was, I'd be fucked. And so would you. You see, the stories that we tell ourselves about the mistakes that we made determine our future tomorrow. Because if, it, if you ingrain in yourself that you're always going to be a cheater, then that is all you can ever be. But it's a choice. And then it's accepting the fact that that's who you were, not allowing it to have power, power and ownership over you anymore, and then creating a new story for yourself. Because that's a story that you get to tell. Yeah, does it suck to hear that someone says that I was a cheater? Absolutely. But it's truthful. I was. I'm just not. And I haven't been for a multitude of years. And I won't ever be again. Does it suck to say someone, have someone say that I was a, you know, a steroid head? That that's all I ever did? Of course. Because that diminishes and minimizes the value of all the time and energy I put in the gym. And diet and training and everything I did. But nonetheless, that's true. But that doesn't define who I am and what I am now. Is it painful to think about the fact that I used to follow women on social media? Maybe for good reasons, maybe for bad. Maybe because I just liked busty women. So I would follow them on social media. That doesn't make me feel good to say that, especially knowing that it disrespects my wife now. But it's not who I am today. It's just who I was. No different than it doesn't make me feel good to say, I had a business that failed that basically put me into bankruptcy. That doesn't mean that my current business has to fail. It's actually quite the opposite. You see, this authentic vulnerability ends up being a blessing when you allow it to be a blessing. When you have the ownership of the past shit you've done that's bad, it's really tough for someone to get under your skin going forward. Like this, this woman, this environment, this event that happened in the past 36 hours wasn't a bad thing for me. It's a blessing. It's something I can look at and say, okay, this is phenomenal. And I have went through and I know the fact that I want to coach people. I know the fact I want to help people on a massive scale. I know I'm going to continue to get trained on how to do that the best and most efficient way. But I also realize that my message and how my mind works is only going to work with men. No disrespect to the ladies that listen to this podcast. Lindsay and I have discussed consistently now the ability for her, if a woman wants education on what it is that I've done or how I live my life or how she lives her life, that I can simply take that woman and introduce her to Lindsay because I can't have the value to add to her life that Lindsay can. I'm not a woman. I don't have the same pieces and parts. My mind doesn't work the same and it's never going to. I can certainly share the positives of, of how I've overcome issues, but the male psyche and the female psyche is much different. You know, I'm reading The Way of the Superior Man right now. It's the most incredible read ever when you just get down to the bare minimum of how masculine and feminine energy interact with one another. There is not one that's better or worse. It takes both, just like it takes positive and negative polarity to have the world spin on the proper axis. It takes both masculine and feminine energy to have a proper relationship. But you have to honor those, the sanctity of both of those energies. I can't be a woman. I can only be a man. Just like yourself. 
no matter what sex you are, no matter which way the door swings for you. I don't care if you're a woman that likes a woman, a man that likes a man, or if you like both sexes. None of that matters to me. The sheer fact that you align more with a masculine or feminine energy is something that's genetically coded inside of you. Just like it's encoded inside me. So as it's coded inside me, I now realize the fact that going forward, my message is okay to just have it be that men interact with it more. And then I can add more value to a man's life than I can to a woman's. That's the path I'm supposed to be on at this moment. No different than if you would asked me three years ago, the path that I was on was selling custom clothing. That was a time frame and a window in my life that was the most important thing that could happen during those moments. But here we sit, I am a new man with a new mindset, new goals, new passion, new purpose. And that's the path I'm on now. So as we wrap up this episode, I, I need to encourage you for a second to take stock of your own life. Think about where you're letting an old story, an old frame, an old way of operating define your current day reality. Maybe it's in your business. Maybe the fact that you've been fired from a job before, that you're walking into work every day fearful of being fired. I can almost guarantee you at some point you're probably going to end up on the short end of that stick again. That is a mindset shift that you have the ability to change. And then the action behind it to ensure the fact that you never can get fired. Same thing as we take a look at your relationship. Maybe you have been in my shoes. Maybe you're someone that has not been able to be faithful. Or maybe you, you're not even a cheater. Maybe you just have a difficult time breaking up with someone and so your relationship lasts longer than it should. I was that person. That is a story that you can change. You can sit down and have the tough conversations. It's uncomfortable, but you have that ability. You have that power inside of you. Maybe it's inside your body. You know, maybe you're just you're completely convinced that you have to look a certain way in order to feel attractive to the other sex. I can tell you at this point in life, from where I sit, and I believe where most females would sit from a male perspective, the confidence and power persuasion that you bring to the table is much more sexy than anything you can have on the outside. Don't get me wrong. I truly believe that most women want a man that takes care of themselves. But it doesn't have to be that you walk around at 4% body fat and 250 pounds in order to garnish attention from another woman. If you take care of yourself and you care what you put in your body and you care how you look, plus you have a power of self-worth and driving charisma, that's all that matters. Because when you put together these old pieces of your authentic vulnerability and you use them for power instead of to rob you of that power, that's the epitome of getting shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.